First of all, how's the mango juice? I like it. It's a bit, it's a bit watery for me. Yeah, uh, it's pretty plain, but it's good. It's water. That's why it's watery. Yeah, it's great. Shamik, no, in last episode, Shamik told me that I should get like, you know what Teji's is in, in Austin? It's like no. it's an Indian restaurant, I believe. And he said just go and get like a carton of mango lassi that costs like five dollars, and just keep it in your refrigerator. And every time you do this podcast, pull it out. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm gonna do next do time. It. I'm gonna get the mango lassi. Looks good too. All right, so we're here back in Katy. Abrar and Rohit are from Houston, so it wasn't that much of a drive. But I'm all the way from Austin. We're not sponsoring here, but we in the last month, a team of of five of us, right, working with Launchpad. We had the Launchpad Advisor team ran something called the Centennial Voting Project. For those of you who don't know, a centennial is basically a generation. Z um, is part of the Generation Z. So, at first, it was the Generation Z voting project. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I just, it didn't bring. So, I started looking like, what are other names for Gen Zs, right? Yeah. And they were like the iPhone generation or like these oh really like, they're yeah, they were kind of mean. Like, and I was like, we need to find a really like sleek name because I like the name Millennial Voting Project, except we're not millennials. Right. So, I learned it was like, on the bottom of the list, it was like Centennial. <laughs> so we'll go with the Centennial Voting Project. That's what we'll call it. And the reason we're calling the Centennial Voting Project is because Centennials are helping others register people to vote. Mm-hmm. If that made sense. Yes. So I Googled Centennial and like it didn't show up. So I was like, wait, is Neil sure about this? And then I used logic. Centennial is like century. Mm-hmm. And 2000 is the, the turn, turn of the century. century. Yeah. So that then it was like, okay, that makes sense. I believe the classification is like 96 and above. That is classification. So my, I believe my brother's a millennial, but I'm, I'm the centennial. So, how was this experience for you guys talking to others, and what did you like learn from the people you talked to? Well, for me, certainly I learned how to talk persuasively. That's for sure. Okay. Uh, for personally, for in my experience, I, I'm not uh, the talkative type. I don't usually, in persuasive sense, I don't generally persuade people. And even when I was doing this the first time, I was actually, so this is how I would ask a question. So I'd say, hey, you know, so what do you think about the politics? It wasn't a, they were very, they were very passive questions. They were, mm-hmm. you know, uh, straightforward questions, active questions. So because of that, the first time I was doing that in a passive manner, I didn't get uh, as many people. But of course, after I started talking to uh, Neil, he told me, you know, you should do it in a more active manner. And here's an example. So I learned to ask questions in an active manner. And Doing that also, it simplified things for me. Right. Because when you're doing it passively, you're thinking about a lot of things. You know, thinking, mm-hmm. oh, how are they going to respond? What are they thinking? And am I messing up or whatnot? But when you ask uh, actively, you're also telling the truth. You know, you're not twisting it, twisting the words. You're just being straightforward. Hey, look, do you like Trump or not? That was one of the questions, right? Because most of the people, that's the current pol- political culture. So if you don't, would you do if you had the power to do something? Would you do it? Something on that lines, and then if you want to do it, then vote. Right. So that was vote, and it's like I can get you to register. I can register you to vote, and so in my experience was that I learned how to speak actively, be straightforward, and at the same time, you know, be more persuasive. Okay. That's been my experience. And 
didn't say before, we registered 41 voters. Ultimately. Yes, we yes, helped 41 register indeed. 41 voters. We basically, again, the process was, A, we called them up or we talked to people and we made them fill out the documentation and we, we uh, helped them out with that. And then we took, we basically said, this is a voter registrar to mail it to, or there were people on campus registering them. So all you, yes. you guys had to do was basically just take your friend, talk or take the person you were talking to, and take them to the um, center. Yeah. So pretty much. I think, like you had said, back to what you, um, that topic, it's depending on how you approach it, right? Yeah. I remember much. in the meeting, this was the third meeting, right? And we're getting a little bit frustrated because we're like. We're going up to people. Why isn't this working? Mm-hmm. And the main question I asked Rohit was, "How are we wording this?" You know, right. and the question and the, the what you had told me was, you know, you going up to someone and say, you know, do you like politics, right? And then all of a sudden they're like, no. Yeah. How do you go for, like beyond that? Yeah. Conversation ends right there. It's like if yeah. you walk into a place saying, "Do you need scissors?" They say, "No." Great, move on. Yeah. Do you or you go up to them and say, "Do you need something cut?" Yeah. Do you have something at this moment to cut that whip? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, I don't. Then here are the scissors. Again, it's the approach that we take on it. And I, I think it's, there's a scene uh, in The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you yeah. talk about the pen selling scene, right? Yeah. So, it, so it's it's about creating that right. sort of oh, yeah. demand. Yeah, necessity. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So instead of just asking those really broad-ended questions, we create a necessity. It's like, you know, direct something that makes yeah. it seem direct. So I think you're right on that, yeah. How was the experience for you? Um, for me, it was way to the same. It's, it was way, okay, how do I word this? It was the same for everybody, everyone that I asked. And that was not good because the, what was happening was they were all not informed and didn't care. But luckily, mm-hmm. they wanted to know. They cared just enough to where right. they would hear me out. So I usually went along the lines of, are you registered to vote? They would say no. Then I would say, could I please like try to get you to register to vote? They said you can try, right? Like they were willing to, <laughs> <laughs> they were willing to let me talk to them. Saw your shot. Yeah, yeah. Shot. So then I would I I for different people I approach it differently. So like this one girl, I she was like, I don't know anything. So I was like, okay, do you uh, do you like Trump? Are you a Democrat or a Republican? Are you more conservative, or liberal? She was answering them and I was replying I was like she was like I don't know who to vote for I gave her the options right she said I've heard about this guy why should I vote for him and I said okay this is like the general sense of him you know he's this he's that he's this and that and then I'm like okay you know what I'll send you some videos right this is where I texted you and I said hey do you have like video recommendations about this guy that I could send her and then you you sent a couple I sent those directly to her I also got one that I sent her she ended up saying, okay, I'll register. So I was like, okay, perfect. Here's the link to our website. Here's the form. Let me know when you register. Mm-hmm. Okay, she ended up registering. Um, that was just one example, but they were usually all like that. And at least for me, it was really easy to just, for, for me to tell them, are you registered? No. Could I try to register you? They said, you can try. I told like, them. You can try. Yeah. That's the thing. It was Everyone was the same for that reason. Right. That weirded me out. I was like, give me some kind of challenge. But I talked to them, they were like, okay, I'll register. I think my experience with that was, I was, I called people up who, you know, I called people on my contacts list. 
Yeah. Like every single person on my contacts list, right? <laughs> I couldn't call. It's so weird. It, I live at UH in the dorm, and I have one bar, but it's basically like I have nothing. Calls barely go through. Yeah, you told me about and that. It's so horrible. But yeah, I, my, yeah. my dad will call, and it'll like cut off. I'll try to call, right. like, like you know, Cengage. Like, I'll try to call like, the textbook. You know, the the textbook guys. Mm-hmm. It like for you know help and like you know technical services, and they, the call would cut out. Yeah. So I could not call people. I try. I texted a couple people, but. Most people just ignored me. And I, I call, when, when I was going down the list, I'm like, you know, who's a U.S. citizen? Yeah. And um, when I talked to them, a lot of them were like, yes, I'm registered. Mm-hmm. Some of them were like, no, I'm not registered. Actually, the most of my contacts were registered. Yeah. And some of them weren't. But I was talking to um, one, of, one of my contacts, and I talked to him, and I said, like, look, you're a um, United States citizen, right? He's like, yeah, I was born here, you yeah. know? And I'm like, okay, you're also a son of an immigrant. Mm-hmm. And um, his story is that his father came to America without a college degree. Mm-hmm. And now he is, his dad is doing really well mm-hmm. with um, a hotel business. Nice. Good for him. So my thing was there, like, okay, are you registered to vote? He's like, no. Do you care? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, this is what I was telling a lot of people, and it comes, I don't mean to go on a sidebar here but this is what I was telling other people is that when it came to the 2016 election right I this is about four but I'm going to take a use 2016 as an example we have the privilege I'm going to say straight up that I am lucky that my parents sacrificed a lot of things to come to this country right Mm -hmm. same with your parents we're all we're all children of immigrants no doubt and it's easy for us to say that we don't care it's Mm -hmm. easy for us to say we're pro-Hillary. But when it comes to the bottom line, when people aren't as lucky as us, you are voting for your livelihood. Mm-hmm. Trump puts something on the table saying, this is what I can do for you. Again, we were all pro- pro-Hillary, but he said, this is what I'm going to do for you. We're not sure what Hillary was running for, right? Yeah. So back to the topic I told uh, my friend was, again, we have this privilege not to care really. You know, We're yeah. in a way set. Depending on what job market we're going in, we're set. Yeah. Right. So I said, at this moment, Trump is doing a lot of things where he's limiting immigration. Immigration is already a tough process, already tough to get into this country. Very tough, yeah. No doubt. So, and you, and, um, I can relate. You, Ro, can definitely relate to this. And I basically said, is people like our parents will not be able to come to this country as easily based on what is going on, right? Even though it's already difficult, and he's making it a lot more difficult, and what I feel like is a little bit unnecessary. So that was one specific approach saying, this is how we should do it, this is why you should vote, let's do it for our parents, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's when, you know, he said, yeah, I I got you. I I, I made sure he followed up, he went to the um, voter registration booth. Mm -hmm. But you've got to give people a reason. You've got to tell them this is why you should care. Can I give a quick like sob story? Like, Go ahead. Sob yeah, story yeah. about this. Okay, so my mom has a like a cousin who's like a really close family friend, right? He used to live in South Africa and he had a business. It wasn't like crazy big or anything, but he was making good money. Mm-hmm. He was also gonna get married in South mm-hmm. Africa. It wasn't arranged or anything. It was gonna be a you know love marriage and everything. He then got the opportunity to come to America. My mom registered him because my mom lives here. She was like a contact, right? So right. she registered him and everything. 
he was supposed to come to America. He leaves his job, his business, his own business. He le- leaves the girl that he loved to go back to Bangladesh, right? So that he could get some money and stuff and move. Right. He's been living in Bangladesh for seven years now. No job, no wife, nothing. Because him, getting him into America was so hard and then it got even harder. He's having to wait, I think, four more years or something like that to get here. And he actually has nothing and he's ruined his life on the whole idea that he could get into America. He could get into America, but he ended up not being able to. It's a gamble. Yeah. It's a gamble. Yeah. It's the ultimate gamble. And for him, just think about it. He had money. He had right. the you know the future idea of a family. But South America, or sorry, sorry, did I say South America before? South Africa. No, you did say South Africa. Okay, good, good, good. So South Africa for him wasn't good enough. He wanted America. He wanted to get his business bigger. He wanted to, he just, he wanted more. And America didn't didn't deliver. And was he going through the H-1B process? I don't know the details. My mom does. Um, But she had registered, like she had filled out all the forms, paid the money, gotten everything. He was on his way there. And his form never got like approved, like finally. And then yeah, after Trump mm-hmm. did the stuff or whatever he ha- did, right? It got, got the time, wait wait time got extended even longer. Yeah, you had told me about this a, about a year and a half ago, I think when this occurred. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's been trying to do this right. with a lot of her brothers and sisters, but the difference with him is that he doesn't have a job. Her other brothers and sisters, they have jobs, uh-huh. they have families. He's like 30 something. He was supposed to get married. He's supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to have money. He has nothing. Now, if you don't mind us telling, what has the process been for you, bro? Because you're not, you're on a uh, visa, right? Okay, what has the process been for you? Well, so, I come from India, right? So, it's obviously competitive, really competitive, so, you know. Basically, you have people there, so you have a visa that, you know, guarantees about getting 85,000 spots, 80,000 spots, roughly, on that visa, right? For an 80,000 spot, you have people, they're competing in millions. Yeah. Four, five, six million people. Mm-hmm. Right, so you, there's a, I don't know the process, I didn't look at it, but I sure as hell saw with my dad, he had like thick, thick, uh, you know, like uh, files of papers. Yeah. So it's a very, it's meticulous, very meticulous process, very, takes a long time, costly, that's very for sure. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once it's all done, you know, I was glad that it all happened, I was very happy and we came here. And then after that also, it's that, this it's not like a permanent thing, it's like you're on here, it's like yeah. you're on a visa, it's like yeah. you have to. Because this visa is not like the government gives, gives it to you. Yeah. It's a company-sponsored one. Right? Oh, okay. So you aren't in the company's... It's put in rough terms of jurisdiction. Right? Okay. So it's like, you got to do what the company's doing. Because if you don't, what's going to happen is that the company will say, like, okay, don't you don't do it. We're, you're going back to India. So it's like, until you get your yeah. green card or whatever it is, yeah. you... It's uh, a difficult process. It's a really difficult yeah. process. And, you know, there's like... That's why some people complain so that it's, it's sort of a... Complicated. It, it's an abuse. Some and that, that's, what, that's what I kept on saying is like, we, unlike Rohit, right? Yeah. We didn't have to experience this process. I was young. I was five you know? years old. And I was born in America, right? Mm-hmm. So my parents were already here. Um, brother was born in 95. I was born in 99. They, I think, both of them came. They were here in America together in 89. My father moved here in 87. Um, so and the thing is, like, I've never asked them in depth about the process. And I think... It's weird that I haven't asked them because I think it shows in a way that I've taken a little bit granted for yeah, what they did, right? And my mom used to say, like, yeah, the the best days or whatever, I think. We went to Long John Silver's. Like, that was our, like, 
that was our, the money we saved up for was for to eat in a what we thought was a decent mm-hmm. you know fast food restaurant or to them was just like a restaurant you know so again this was again one specific approach right of what is occurring what is going on so in a way we can relate other people to basically understand why it is important mm-hmm. to um register but was there like a time where a, a specific approach wasn't working for you guys um, I think just telling people they should care wasn't working. Like, just straight up saying those words, right. you should care, why don't you care? It was, mm-hmm. you had to give them a reason. Um, and finding that reason, it's different for everybody. For some people, it is immigration. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's... Economic I mean, reasons. Economic right. reasons. For some people, it's other reasons, you know? Like, domestic reasons, there's foreign reasons, and... It's just finding that reason. It's the process up until there's because once you find that reason, it's really easy to turn the tides. You're like, okay, this guy lines up with your reasons. Vote for him, whether it be whatever candidate, right? But it was the process leading up to finding that reason for that person. I just realized I was wrong. Dad came in '89. They were together in '91. Okay, <laughs> but no, again, I I completely agree there that it depends. You got to get people to care, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the whole point of it again is just getting people to understand why it is important to them and not to get too cynical it's easy right now to get cynical one thing that I realized was we're not at seven likes anymore not everyone is more like politically active uh, okay you can say like right. there's a large portion I noticed that too yeah. uh, politically active for me almost nobody I knew was or cared my own was that a shock okay, to you? That was a shock to me. I was just okay. about to say some a detail that I won't reveal. This person I knew, this guy that I knew, and this other guy I knew, all three of us were friends. Um, what, I wanted to talk about politics, right? Like I was like, hey, you know, it's I've you know become friends with them. It's been a couple weeks. He's like, I want to I want to learn more about them. See what kind of what kind of beliefs they have. So the guy goes, oh, you know, I'm moderate, this and that. My parents voted for Trump. And I was like, okay, I'll you know I'll dig into that later. The other guy goes, yeah, my parents are Democrat. They voted for Trump. And right. I was like, okay, let me you know find out. Let me pick your brains. Neither one of them knew anything. Mm-hmm. They didn't know anything about what their parents were talking about, which makes me want to think that their parents didn't know what they were talking no, about. No, no, no. If if the per it is um and we learned this from I think AP Gov, which is like government one oh one. Yeah. That a lot of people people's beliefs are based off of the household they yeah, grew yeah. up in. That's the thing. So if the kids don't even know why their parents voted for them, that means I think their parents didn't even know. No, I think their parents do know. It's just that a lot of the times you could also have a blind allegiance, right? That's something we also learn. No, no, no. Okay, but at least from my perspective. But that's my... the thing is I, I'd like to disagree with you there. It's like just because they're blindly following their parents, yeah. that's again, that's blindly following, um, yeah. doesn't mean that their parents don't know why they voted for him. This is why I'm saying this. If my if my dad has a belief in something, right? Okay. He lets me know, like if he's getting angry about something. Let's say it's okay. going to be about Bangladesh politics, right? He's like, "Oh, this is bad. Why is this guy doing this?" Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, "Okay, wait. Why? Why are you getting angry, right?" He'll but you want to know. Not necessarily. Okay. If I'm in the room and he's getting angry, he realizes that he's putting off this energy where he cares about something. Mm-hmm. He's gonna tell me. He's like, "This is." But not this everybody's gonna have the energy. Not I know, I know, I know. So, but as an like, I guess we're different. But if you were an adult, if you had kids and you cared about something, wouldn't you tell your kids? 
if you had to make such a hard decision between Trump and if you were a Democrat and you voted for Trump, that means you had good reasons, or you didn't know what you were doing at all. You just I believe the I believe the I'm not I'm not going to say that the parents didn't know. I believe they yeah. did know. It's just the child doesn't know why their yeah. parents. and I, that struck me as like, why wouldn't you care? I can't. We okay. came from a school where people cared, where people yeah. talked. Yeah, and that was that was the whole shock here as well. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, these guys were registered to vote. So when I said, are you registered? They said, yes. I said, and then when I tried to talk with them about politics, they kind of stopped right there. They didn't want to, like, after mm -hmm. the whole thing with, like, they didn't know anything, it, it kind of stopped. I was like, oh, well, that's a bummer. I kind of want to get a good conversation in, but they didn't know anything. But that's, again, we can't, this is what I faced, and I talked to Sean about this in the previous podcast, is i was with someone right we were going to people ask them you know are you registered yeah. and stuff like that we were talking about politics it was like in the middle of conversation and then we talked to other people and uh, she goes up to someone and says are you registered to vote no i don't really care about politics okay moves on that's wrong you yeah. that they are the reason the statistic exists yeah and you not caring is contributing to that statistic mm -hmm. you know so it's easy for us to say again, why do you not care, right? Yeah. But you need to give them a reason to care. You need to talk to them, mm -hmm. right? You need to tell them this is what's occurring and also find a way to connect with them. Yeah. Don't straight up go into the same saying, are you registered to vote? They're going to turn off, right? Yeah. You need to go up to them. Not just like we all need to go up to people and just say, you know, what's your name? Who are you? You know, mm -hmm. okay, cool. This is your belief. Are you registered to vote? I don't care if you're a liberal. I don't care if you're a conservative, you know, because in the past two years, we are also seeing shaming from both sides. Yeah. We don't want to talk to someone because they're conservative. We don't want to talk to someone because they're liberal. a liberal. Mm -hmm. And that's wrong, you know. And this is where I'm saying, again, it's easy for us to care because of the environment we were in. Yeah. Seven Lakes. I, More people cared. I believe my windows just interfered with the mic system. But that's okay. Back to the point. Um, it's easy for us. To I think the atmosphere in Seven Lakes. Seven Lakes is a, again, like we, as much as like we have memories about Seven yeah, Lakes, and I say I don't, I don't miss it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't necessarily love it, right? Yeah. And I have my reasons for that. It was a different type of school. It was. You know, you you didn't have you had this video production team. A lot of schools don't have this video production team, right? You have a lot of different ideas, different political beliefs. But everybody was political. Mm -hmm. So I think whenever we go up to people and say, like, why do you not care? Yeah. It's because... We're used to people caring. Yeah, we're used to people caring. And they may have a reason for not caring. They may be, A, like, cynical about the system. Mm -hmm. Or, B, they don't know enough about the system and you need to find a way to relate it to I them. I think that's the main thing is people are uninformed. It's not necessarily misinformed where they're cynical. It's more they're uninformed. They don't right. know anything. They aren't willing to be informed. They don't want to. They don't want and to. That's the thing. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of because of what is so complex right now. What's going on? So much is, is happening. It is very complex. You know, and the media is grabbing on to everything. Yeah. Thing thing is, people, when they think about voting, they tend to think about federal mm -hmm. level. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. People so, think yeah. always president. They think right. that I'll, if, if we ask them, why aren't you registered to vote? That thought in the back of their head is, what do you mean? It's two years from now. <laughs> or it's more, it's a midterm. Why do we, you know, or it's a midterm. I don't know what midterms was. I, asked, I told a girl, like, right. so you're going to vote after she registered. So you're going to vote in the midterms, right? She's like, think about the exams? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't. I, I think she understood that I was still talking about mm -hmm. politics. But she didn't, she, the way she responded, she didn't know what, what the midterms was. And 
I dare I have to explain. I again, I think it's statistics. it's easy for maybe us to like say like, oh, how do you not know? Yeah. But I keep on coming back to the fact is we know because of the environment we're in, right? And a lot of people we care about politics because we had the chance to care about politics. Not yeah. everybody had it as easy as us. They had to think about other things. You know, how do I st- keep myself financially stable? Mm-hmm. How do I? You know, I need to get a job. I don't have. To, you know, it's it is a commitment to keep up with what is going on. Yeah. So, next question is: How did you guys basically tell someone that your vote matters? Like, what was if they were basically saying, you know, why does my vote matter? So many people are voting right. And I discussed, I basically told you guys why, like, why that yeah. saying is there. Yeah. There's a specific reason that saying is there, but how did you guys approach people who were basically saying, well, my vote doesn't necessarily matter? Well, when they think of it that way, they usually think, like I said before, in a, in a federal level. So they think that, okay, if there's something that they don't agree with, uh, they think, you know, standing in front of the Capitol Hill. Okay. Wow, what was it then? Standing in front of the right. So if they don't agree with something, they think that going, you know, to Washington D.C. protesting will do something. It's like no. Protesting gets like big. It doesn't numbers. do anything, right? Because yeah. you're not. Well, are you saying right the, now that protesting does nothing? At a national level, it won't do a lot. At least the way it's protesting. If you're protesting, well, in the past, protesting has worked. Right, but when people have a purpose, people go. So are you saying? So where is it? There were people are protesting and they don't have a purpose. I'm saying when people go to the national level, right? So they they see something. Maybe they're not totally informed about it. Right. And they, they go in and it's like, oh, oh well, it's Trump. Oh, well, Trump did this. Trump did that. It's like so you're saying if some protesters there aren't nec- don't necessarily know why they're protesting. There, that's my point. But I think even just having the numbers there, getting it on the news, saying that thousands, right. tens of thousands of people right. showed up, people will be like, wait, why are tens of thousands of people walking in the streets for what? And then that best example here is the civil rights movement, yeah. right? I mean, obviously. best example, right? No doubt, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the the march that Gandhi made in yeah. India, yeah. These are all examples of where protests did work. So I don't think we should blindly. But say these are, but these protests they had a purpose, a very strong purpose. But the march, the for it. march for our lives, also had a purpose. Right, no doubt. No, my point is, is that when people go on the national level, right, they think that. They think they can implement change by, you know, going to the protest. The thing is, that it, okay. it's hard, right? It's a federal level when they're implementing so, the law. So you have to worry about Okay, I, I think I know what you're getting but at. I think their goal is to get people aware, and then in the law... No, but I think, I think what Roe is getting at is, and this is what President Obama has said a month ago, is that you can retweet, you can, like, you know, protesting, great, yeah. yeah. But ultimately, to make sure that what is going on right now doesn't happen... Anymore is to vote. Vote, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things, right? So if you want to vote, if, if you want to say, like, well, how's my vote going to matter? Okay, so maybe before worrying about the national parts, maybe look in the state, right? Yeah, so you start yeah. you start to change inside out, right? You don't just go away from, like, complaining about something in your home and just go all the way to the national government and complain about it. You oh, start as small. change law. No, you right. change yeah. congressmen. Right. If, yeah. you have, like, if, if there's a national problem littering, you don't go to the national government and complain about it. You start small, right? Okay, you know you might ask a question. Okay, what am I doing that is contributing to the problem? Okay, so maybe you fix that. You fix that, and yeah. then you tell other family members in your home if there are. Or you run for something. Also, oh yeah, that's I mean, also yeah. an option, right? Yeah. And you start that locally, right? You, yeah. So you start to implement change locally, right? That way you build your confidence in a sense, right? You start from locally, you build, you implement changes locally, right? Other cities in your county figure yeah. that out. Then Trust. it goes from counties yeah. to state, and then finally national, right? So. Yeah. The way I would approach that is like, okay, look, sure, 
change impl- implementing change at national level is hard, no yeah. doubt, because there's so many variables you have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. So forget about the nationals. You're not we're not voting for nationals at the moment. No, it's midterms. Yeah. Senate, Texas, state. Focus on the state, right? There, you can implement change a lot more than, than you can do nationally, mm-hmm. right, as a single voter. So yeah. I tell them, okay, all right, so what is it? What is your views? Who do you side with, okay? And it's like they tell me, whoever it is, whether it's Beto or Ted. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay, great, okay. You want to implement a change. You're Obviously, you're pretty emotional about it, so why not implement change? Why let it fester in you? Yeah. And then that turns into an outburst. Why not go and vote? Right. That, that you're at least doing something there. You're gonna at least live with the conscience, a good conscience that you're doing something rather than just sitting there and like, oh, this guy's bad, that guy's good, right? You go there, you vote. So I tell them, all right, forget about the nationals, right? This is twenty eighteen, not twenty twenty. Midterms. Yeah. All right. Senate, you're vote you're focusing on two candidates. Which candidate do you side with? What are your beliefs? You side in which candidate aligns with your beliefs. All right. Yeah. Whether it's Beta or Ted, right? So that, they figure that out. It'll be like, okay, great. I'll get you registered. So at least you've done something. You yeah, don't have to yeah. worry about, oh, I'm not doing anything, you know, and then you don't have to turn <clears throat> cynical. Yeah. So my point is, it's like, okay, forget about national. You do an inside-out sort of approach. Bottom up. Or yeah. bottoms up. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So for, uh, for me, I had an experience with this one guy. I didn't realize he was making fun of me at first, but he told me <laughs> my vote doesn't count. Why should I register? Did you really? I, I took it seriously. <laughs> okay. So I was talking to him. I was calling well, he was coming at you. He wasn't. Oh, first. he wasn't. Okay. But you but thought he was. I thought he was. No, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, listen. When he first started talking to me about it, I was like, oh, he's being serious. He's being sincere. He sounded like that. A couple questions later, I realized this dude's making fun of me. He obviously <laughs> doesn't care, right? With, with his responses, right? So I started giving him a sincere, honest answer. I was like, you know, there's the votes do matter. The no- I gave him numbers. I gave him statistics. I pulled up the website. I showed him that. Right. I pulled up other numbers from other years mm-hmm. he was soon enough he was giving me you know sarcastic sarcastic answers that then i realized he was making fun of me so then i stopped i was like dude if i'm giving you serious answers and you're gonna continue to be sarcastic and stuff i can't do anything about you if this isn't you don't care this is you're going out of your way to mock me right mm-hmm so it just so happens that he, he's, he was a friend of mine. So we went, we played indoor soccer. As we were coming back, they had booths to register people to vote. And I was like, dude, I know we talked about this, but like, could you please register to vote? It, your vote really does matter. Thank God he, he, act, he, he registered. He was like, okay, he, he dropped it. He dropped the childish stuff, right? I, I guess he, that was just a- No, what, what got him there? What got him to, to register? What do you think got him? I, it was- Proximity. We were literally walking by the place. So now like, he's registered. He's registered. Is he going to vote? That's the real question. <laughs> he better. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely text him. I see him in person like every day. I'll tell him. But I think if I purposely made it so we walked back to the dorm that way, it wasn't that out of the way. But we, I, we could have gone like this way, but I went this way instead. People obviously won't know. Yeah, but <laughs> this we, is the video podcast. <laughs> we went, we, we went a slightly longer distance, but it would mean we would walk by the booth. And right. I think if I had gone the other way and I stopped and said, "Could we please go register?" It's uh-huh. that way. It's like a two, three minute walk. He would have said, "What are you talking about?" No. But I think because we. But how did you like, tell people like other than that one scenario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you tell people that your vote? People took it. Like I, I told them, "Hey, like these numbers, there, there's no electoral college, there's no percentages, there's no." Movement, moving of what your vote means. Your vote means your vote. Right. One, right? People right. took it and people understood right away. It was just that one guy where he was like 
messing around. And I was talking to you guys in the meeting, and this was the first meeting when we yeah. had discussed this. There have been occasions where, you know, a candidate has won a district by 20 votes, votes right? Wow. So, literally, your vote matters. Yeah. That's when I your mean, vote actually those 20 counts. Votes, we just got 40 people to register. If half of them are Republican, half of them are Democrat, right. that could make the difference for either party. Indeed, indeed. I agree. Just making, you know. It's so, back to the people, like, well, even here, here, like, people are kind of making fun of me, right? Yeah. Were they the hardest people to reach out to, or who, in your opinion, was the hardest read person to reach out to? Those people. The people who, they had it set out in their mindset that they not just didn't care, but wanted to make fun of me, wanted to mock me for caring. They were like, oh, I'm going to register you to vote. I'm like, dude, why are you mocking me? Like, this is something right. serious. This isn't me, like... Now, do you think it was, looking back at it, was it was because of the way you approached the topic? I think it was because I actually cared about something, and these people, the only thing they cared about was partying and Tinder and stuff. So when they were approached with someone who had a serious goal in life, right? Like, I mean, think about it. Registering the people to vote. I mean, their goals are going to be different from your goals. No, they right. had no goals. <laughs> their goal was to get to Thursday night to drink and make sure they made it to class Friday morning. So when they got, so when they were met with someone who cared, right, they made fun of them. And I'm, this isn't me like being like petty or pissed looking off down on people. I'm not looking. Yeah, these people were doing it to other people too. I'm like, you don't have to be derogatory to people just because they have something they want to do, right? If this person wants to go to this club and get out there and network, you don't have to say, "Why are you doing that?" Come play basketball. And I think that comes out of the fact that. Again, a little bit. Why should we care? This is a cycle. Exactly. You know, this yeah. is a cycle that's it's that's going on. Except, but those people were the hardest to tell them. You can break that cycle. Yeah. You can vote, and your vote matters. And that's a little bit of once you get out of college and you enter the job market. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do then? When the you know the unemployment rate was at its high in two thousand nine, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of young people weren't able to get jobs. You know, so that's I think it's again like you said it's it's the approach and there are instances where no matter how how hard we try no matter how I think whatever um strategy we take there will be instances like this right yeah it's because they had to set out that whatever you throw at me I'm yeah. ready to go back at you with no was there an instance like this for you so for me now this is a confession but. You know, Neil talked about, you know, you were talking about, you know, there were three types of people, right? People that voted for one kind of a candidate, mm-hmm. right? Well, there were the one for, ba- there were one that supported Beto, there were others that supported Ted, and there were the others that just didn't care. And I sort of fall in the third category. I, I'm personally, I'm very, I stay away from politics, like, as much as I can. But why? Like, what's the reason behind? I, partly that? because, well, I'm not a citizen. It's like, you know, I, after the whole fiasco that happened in 2016, all oh, it was crazy, right? People... You know, the one side, they started blaming others. Like, oh, these guys are retarded. These guys are all kinds of, uh, you know, insults. And the same yeah, was the yeah. case, right? It was back and forth. And I was like, you know what? This is all messy. They get very, it's a very sensitive topic, right? Yeah. So I figured, you know, I'd rather stay away from it than not do anything. It's a but lot then, easier to not care. Right. But then, you know. But then there's this, you know, there's a saying that, you know, the others, the flip side of freedom is responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right? You're part of a society People say they want democracy, but most of the times, it's like, oh yeah, well, it's because I get to be more free. But there's also the other side of 
freedom, which is responsibility. Right? That's a good quote. Right, because you have the freedom to drive. Yeah. But you need to be a responsible driver because if you don't, you're going to kill people, mm. right? Yeah. So you have to be a responsible person. If you're part of society, it's either the voting, it's from voicing your opinion, whatever it is, yeah. you have to pay your responsibility. So the people that I occurred that I had trouble with was just the ones that they didn't care. Right? So it was hard for me to give them a reason. Add on top of that, I'm not a citizen. It's like, well, you're not a citizen. Why, are you, why do you care so much? Mm-hmm. I told them, look, if you're going to live in a society and that you want it to be free, you better take some responsibility because if you don't want to take it, you might as well just live in a Because you have the ability to contribute to that process. I right now don't, but I wish I could. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's whatever it is, whether it's society here, it's the American or the Indian society, I'm still exercising that responsibility as a citizen of whichever society it is. And I told them, it's like, if you're not going to take responsibility, you might as well just live in an authoritarian society because they're going to do everything for you, so why care? Because if, if you care, you better do something about it. Right, so that was the so to answer your question, the tr- the type of people that I had a lot of trouble with the ones that didn't right. care. So I had to give them a reason. It's like so sometimes for certain people, I ask them like, okay, do you, when they say they don't care, that's just sort of a buffer. They really do care about something. It's just that they have a very strong feeling about it, so they don't want to talk about it. So for some people, it was about immigration. For some people, it was about economics. For some people, it was about other legislative yeah. stuff. Right? So I talked to them. It's like, okay, what? Do you care about a certain issue? So I talked to them and then I relate to it, like you said. So I related out. And then I convinced them. It's like, hey, look, good. At least you care about something. That's a good thing, right? So why not do something about it? Right? Why not contribute to it? At least you, sure, your change will not be revolutionary. At least you're contributing. That's better. That's so much better than doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, I got them to like straight up. Of course, some people, uh, you know, uh, rejected, but I, I got people to. Even the ones that didn't care. Of course, yeah. So it worked. So what is the main shift, if there is one, that you guys are seeing from campaigns in 2018, so now, versus what occurred two years ago? The types of debates that we're having with others. It's obviously more active. It's more active. In what way, though? Positive, negative? Uh, well, I'm not sure how would I word it, but uh, more people talk about it. Okay. Well, you know, uh, when I started hearing about Beto and uh, uh, Ted Cruz then I was just surprised like whoa it's like you know around the university like you know I just started seeing signs uh, of Beto like everywhere like this is literally everywhere it's like mm-hmm. one time I started seeing everywhere so what I assume is that I guess they're more active about it right they're actually taking it serious right like in 2016 I don't think people really took it serious like there was literally a candidate named D's Nut you guys remember that right? like, it, it became yeah. that funny to the people Right, so Harambe like, got a couple of votes. Huh? Harambe, he got a couple of votes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it became a joke. joke. Yeah, it became it a, a joke. So it's like, okay, well, we, we took it for granted. Yeah. yeah so like, yeah. okay, well, okay, maybe we shouldn't take it as a joke anymore. People yeah. realize. So, so far, from my perspective, I've seen, I see that more people are active about it. You know, uh, not I don't care which candidate it is, whatever, whichever candidate they're voting for, they're active about it. Right. If they want to vote for Beto, they. They're actually getting up mm-hmm. and doing something about it, right? Or Ted, they're actually doing something about it. So I think, in my perspective, I think people are much more active. That's what's different uh, from 2016 to compared to 2018. More active, more activity. Yeah. For me, I'm gonna go back to my point about Seven Lakes. I had the opposite thing. Sure, <laughs> on like social media, I've seen more people active, but yeah. as far as people that I'm talking to, it's a complete shift from people caring to no one knowing anything. Whether it's people blatantly 
pretending to be politically active to mm-hmm. people saying, I don't know anything, I'm not going to get into this. Um, so obviously the people that I did talk to, I tried to change their mind, not, not change their mind, but let them know, you know, there's things you can do, you can watch videos, you can care, right? Right. But for me, it was, I think, it, it was less the time change, if it was the location change. I think the location change is seeing the new people, pe- people mm-hmm. who cared less, out like overgrew people who cared from 2016 to 2018. So for me, I think that that my answer is a bit biased. It's the people changed. If I was still in Seven Lakes, oh, I based on that shift, you can't exactly. I can't exactly tell, tell you okay. if more people or less people. Uh, okay. Because blatantly, it would be a lot less people care. But it could uh, just be it's more people that I'm seeing that don't care. And I'm gonna be honest. Um, it seems like from. You guys had a little bit of a tougher time, yeah. Because whenever I, when I asked the question about like what was kind of the toughest thing, yeah, getting people to vote, I didn't face things like this, right? Yeah. I was prepared for it, right? Yeah. But I was like think lucky not to face it. Yeah. Um. You know, I I was contacting people on my phone, right? I was yeah. going up to people and talking to them. I did get a few questions like, "Why do you care so much?" Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah, no, I, I got that question. I got I that like, question. Right? Thank you for asking. I and I wanted you. to tell them why, but I didn't want to do it in a way of like, in a, an aggressive way. I wanted yeah. to tell them like, "This is why I care," yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, you know, and why is it that you you maybe don't care, right? Yeah. But I didn't face I think these situations yet, mm-hmm. or I will. I think I will eventually face in the future. Yeah. But I was prepared for it. But I, like you said, you can't. I think you're saying that you can't really tell right now because I of the shift. Tell. But as far as like social media and stuff, yeah, I see I see Beto everywhere. Okay. I even see Ted Cruz <laughs> videos everywhere. It's it's good. More people caring. Oh, you see that video? What? <laughs> Which video? Which video? <laughs> Remember that time where you liked the tweet? That tweet? Moving on. Just, I don't know what he's talking about, but moving on. Um, Damn what I'm talking about. Are no, talking I don't know. Cruz? Are you talking? Are we talking about Beto's like viral video? Mm, no, what video? Should I talk about it? Am I allowed to talk about I it? Mean, just I don't know what the video is. Okay, you know that one time where Ted Cruz liked a tweet about. Oh, oh yes, yes. That, that was like that was a year, year ago. ago, right? Yeah, right, right. right. Like I'm that. just saying. I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about like campaign videos. I'm talking about there's a video of a guy. I'm joking. We saying that. Yeah. <laughs> like there's people. We, we understand that now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> There's, there's videos of people who are caring. Even if me personally, I think you're caring about the wrong person, at least you are caring. Yeah, it's better than doing nothing. And that's where the point where you, now you start having a political debate about yeah, it, right? Yeah, at that point, and from, you have to care first. Right. And from my experience, right, when I, talking about political debate, I went to the, um, it was like, there was a Beto Cruz watch party, a debate watch party, right? Was Beto? Was that Beto? It's Beto. It's yes. Beto. Really? Yeah. I kept saying this wrong the whole time, man. I, just, I kept saying uh, Beto. I say both, but for me, it's just like, whatever comes out. I know <laughs> it's wrong, but it's like, if I say, if, if I feel like saying Beto, I say Beto. If it feels like saying Beto, I say Beto. It's weird. But I was at the, I, watch, so I was at the watch party. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was, um, no, Every, it was mostly a liberal crowd. Everybody's cr- clapping every time Beto yeah. said something. <laughs> and then Ted Cruz would say something ridiculous, right? But, like, I talked to Sean Mick about this after the podcast. It was a mediocre debate. It was a debate, right? Yeah. Political mm-hmm. debates, I believe, I, I truly believe we realize what is going on. I truly believe we're, like, we realize that for some reason now we're belittling others rather than listening to others. So mm-hmm. the debate was a debate. In the end of the debate, if they believed it or not, right, yeah. they said, I think along the lines of, I respect you because you're fighting for what you believe in. Maybe I don't believe in what you yeah. believe in. For sure I don't. But 
at least like I respect that you're fighting for it, right? Like yeah. Ted Cruz has said about Bernie Sanders too. Yeah. Um, so the reason it was a mediocre debate, it wasn't a juicy or a sexy debate, is because things weren't flying around. Things, there were no personal insults here, right? That's what you're and that's what I was saying. Like in terms of political, this is not this is not just in terms of that debate. Yeah. But right after that debate, I had a debate with another friend, right? Yeah. In my dorm, and we talked about it, and you know we came to a basic understanding. I'm like, no, this is my view. These are your views. I understand yeah. why. Maybe you, you that's your view. This is my yeah. view. Afterwards, I was like, you know, you want to go to J Two Dining? It's like our it's our d- dining hall, right? Let's yeah. go get some food. We ate food. Went to an ice cream sandwich place. And we played video games. Yeah, I feel like this is how it should, should be. be. Have the debate right, right. now. No doubt, no doubt. If there is something like along the lines of it is very, it is a very extreme position yeah. that challenges, I think, morals. Yeah. Then yes, that's the point where you're like, okay, no. Yeah, you need to. This isn't working out for yeah. us, right? But you have to listen. You have to understand where people are coming from, right? And the reason people get so angry is because we're not, we we jump to conclusions saying, you know, you're a racist. You're you're a monster. We need to remember the same people who voted for Obama are the same people who voted for Trump. You know. Um, but then again, if you do approach someone who is a racist, who is a monster, that's what I'm saying. The morals, the morals here. If, yeah, if it yeah. challenges your morals, then you gotta like. Then you have to. Yeah. You have to talk with them. You can't just be like, "Oh, you're okay with separating kids from their family, putting them in cages? It's okay. Let's go eat." No, yeah. No, no, that's not. Family. Yeah. No, you have to speak. You have to talk it out. You have to. You have to talk, talk it out. It you have up. to basically say why that is disgusting. Yeah. And then afterwards, if he says, no, I think it's right, then I'm like, okay, let's not do the J2 dining thing. Yeah. Let's not, let's not go play some video games and get some ice cream sandwiches. At that point, <laughs> At that point you're like, look, I'm sorry, we're just not, yeah. you know, idealistically moral, even just morals, we're not. After there. giving it a try. But you get what I'm saying here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. If we jump to the conclusion, they're going to get insulted and be like, you know what, let's not do this. They're going to turn off, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... That was one thing I, you know, took away from this was, we just need to talk to each other and we just need to listen to each other as, and not just exercise our intelligence. My problem was I'm having a hard time finding people to talk to who can hold the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like the two people I was talking about who did that, who had no idea what they were talking about. This one guy's like, I'm a moderate, and I was like, okay, so I was like, I want to test like his moderacy. I asked him <laughs> questions. He doesn't know anything, and I was like, why are you even calling yourself a moderate? Just at that point, say you don't know politics. It's a lot. It's a lot better to say you don't care than to say I'm a moderate. I I like Trump. Like, it's it's. But then that's up to you to basically tell them why this is why you should care. Like again, it's easy to get cynical. It's easy to get frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Right? I tried to talk with them. I tried okay. telling him stuff, but they're very dismissive. So what is one takeaway you guys got from this? I learned how to speak better. You learned how to speak better. Okay. okay. Persuasively, much better, and uh, I. I'd have to think about it more, but that's pers- that's one. The other one is I started to realize the importance of uh, just exercising responsibility, not you know societal responsibility, but just personal responsibility yourself, right? Because if you ever want to like, I think one of the messages is that my message is that you never want to implement change in a broader rev- level. You always start with yourself, always, always, that's always start with yourself because. Who are you to judge a society when you can't even get your life together? Yeah. Like there's this book that was... When you can't vote. You're not voting, but you're saying, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Like there's this book, uh, it's called, uh, I I was telling you, I was really excited, The 12 Rules for Life. Did you buy that? I did. You bought it, right? I bought it. I read that four times. Is that the one where 
We, that was the vlog, right? That was vlog. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so one of the rules... Read it, wait, wait, hold on, sorry. You read it four times? Four times. I love that book. Okay, go Such ahead. Such a good book. <laughs> I don't know which book they're talking about. I don't know how big it is, and I'm pretty sure it's the uh, It's big, the... It's a sizable Oh, my God. Because it's not huge, but it's like, it's it's a book. How many pages? It's, 600 pages? That's not hard. You, can, you read it easily. It's, it's so okay. it is a sizable book. Never mind. You it's read pretty... it for... Not enjoyment, but for the ideas to make sure you understand. Understand the okay. ideas, okay. Right. So yeah, just one of that clear. I just heard it passed by. I'm like, stop! I backtrack. You yeah, read yeah, it four yeah. times. But, yeah, book, continue. Uh, the book it's been a top bestseller for like months. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the rules in the book is that set your house in perfect order before you go out and criticize the world, mm-hmm. right? So and it talks. It's a very dark chapter. It talks about uh, school shooters, right? Mm-hmm. So the the Columbine High School. These guys have their diaries. I've read their diaries. Extremely dark. Yeah. These guys become the judge of the humanity. You know, these are the types, you know, humanity doesn't deserve to live. You know, they've all, all they've done is nothing but destroy the, the yeah. planet. They became the judge of reality. They never had their life together. Mm-hmm. Who are you to become the judge of reality when you can't even get your life together? Mm-hmm. You're not, you're, that's just stupid. That's absolutely stupid. Yeah. That can turn extremely And then ultimately what is defined as getting your life together? Get your life together. <laughs> <laughs> what does that, what does that mean exactly? Well, it's, to many people, right, when, you yeah. know, you tend to hear that people say that they think they're better than they all really are. Yeah. But I don't think so, right? Like, all of us, like, we have some sort of guilt. We think, okay, you, we do have certain things like, okay, there's something that I could do better, that I know yeah. I could do better, but I'm not doing it better. That, that, yeah. that sort of guilt I'm talking yeah. about, right? Okay. So getting better in that terms, right? You recognize those insufficiencies. You burn those insufficiencies off, whether it's whatever type of insufficiencies there are. You burn them off and you get a little better. Right? You, ba- you gain some confidence, right? Because you're actually able to recognize a problem and solve it. So you're able to do that with yourself. And maybe now, maybe six months down the road, you're actually doing far better than you ever have in the past 20 years of your life. Mm-hmm. You talk with the other family members, right? Maybe your family's just a shit show, right? You're like, your dad's pissed off, your mom's pissed off, your siblings are all pissed off. You start talking with your siblings, right? You relate to them. You build a connection with them. They improve their life. Now your whole family's better. Okay, now you can manage, now you can actually get a household to in order. Now start, uh, start around, you go around other homes. Mm-hmm. Start with communities. And who knows, in 20, 30 years, you go from communities to improving nations. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Yeah. The change shouldn't be like a pro, it should be like a slow incremental, but for sure change. Mm-hmm. So what I've gotten from this, one, speaking more persuasively, two, importance of responsibility. Like I said earlier, yeah. the flip side of freedom is responsibility. Mm-hmm. So importance of responsibility is what I, uh, I take away from this. Yeah. One thing I'd like to say is the people who are listening to these podcasts are the wrong people. The people who should be listening to this podcast are the people who don't care, are the people who don't know, are the people who are Then again, like we're coming down to it, how do you get them to care? How do you get them to care? Right. So we're talking about all these things to let the people who already care about politics know that. But I think this is this is the approach here. Okay, with the last pol with the last podcast, that would that statement. I think yes, it would relate to that. This is more about, I think, our experiences talking to people, registering people, and now the people listening. What you can do, you care about politics, and you need to go out and do something about it. But think about how powerful it could be. Someone, one of the people that I talked to, or you talked to, or you talked right. to, who weren't registered, who didn't care, mm-hmm. if they sat down, listened to this, and were like, "Man, I'm, I'm one of the many people who don't care, and I'm also one of the many people causing the problem. 
I should change. Look at these people who are right. so passionate. Great point. Great right. point. And they're going so, so far in the way to register 41 people. That's 41 more people who are going to vote than before, right? I was one of those people. What can I do, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But if you already care about politics, you're probably already at least talking to exactly. people at some level. But the I people who don't care, they're the ones who should be listening to And that's where I said... We need those people to care. I think yeah, and we're that's stuck. one of the things that's yeah. And that's where I said I was frustrated whenever it was just a pass off. The girl went up to... um, She went up to the guy and said, like, are you registered? No, I don't care. And just moved on. Like, you're right. There. You're absolutely right yeah. there. Like, you... The statistic exists because we're also ignoring people, yeah. you know, who don't care, and we're and we're getting the wrong audience. Like you're saying, people who are listening to this, I think they're gonna care about politics, right? Yeah, do How do you get the people who don't? And I think that's what this message is. I think yeah. we at this moment, you know, this podcast may have a small audience, right, mm-hmm. at this moment, yeah. But there are larger podcasts that do this, you know, yeah. and. and the more you talk about, the more that you get this discussion going. I can say Pod Save America has gotten a lot of people to care as of late, right? Yeah. And that's how you do it. You know, there are multiple ways of doing it. People have different, people like different things, but ultimately, I think you got to get them to the table. You got to get talking, you know? One thing I want to say for these people that say that they don't care, right? They also, usually the people of those types, they also tend to think that, you know, Whatever I do doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? So sort yeah. of this nihilistic thinking, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You have what you have to realize is that you're not uh, one discrete uh, entity on this yeah. planet. It's like, well, there's 7.4 billion people. I don't matter. Yeah. Okay. 300 billion in America. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, you have to realize that you're not a distinct entity. You're a part of a network. Mm-hmm. And throughout your life, you're gonna know like more than 500 people for sure, no mm-hmm. doubt. Yeah. And you're in a network. So like think of a network and a node, right? Your node yeah. in a network, right? You know 500 people. Those 500 know 500 more. 500 more yeah. Right? So it's like you keep on increasing. You see that the circle starts to get right. bigger and bigger. So even the three people that you influence, the first generation you influence three people, the yeah. next generation you influence nine, and it keeps going on and going on. Yeah. By like 10 or 20 ten generations, you're going into millions and billions. Mm-hmm. So you have to realize that you're not a distinct entity. Yeah. You're a part of a network. What you do matters because, like the story that I was sharing, right? Like, if one person can change three people yeah. in a in a household, and that too, it's not like in the over the course of ten years, like six months, one year, yeah. you change a household. Yeah. Imagine how like ten people, hundred people do that. Mm-hmm. So you have to realize you're part of a network. What you do matters. Every action you take really matters. My one takeaway was more people should care, and I understand that they don't care. I got into politics in 2015, 2016 when my dad told me. You have to start watching the news. You have to start caring. And I was like, I don't really want to, but he kind of forced me into it. At one point, I started caring on my own. At one point, I was watching 20 minutes to an hour-long videos, newscasts, whatever, right? Um, and I got into it. I started caring. I started talking to people like Neil, like Rovet, other people who also cared. And I understand it's hard for you when you surround yourself with people who also don't care. So be open when someone approaches you and tells you, hey, are you registered? Or hey, do you care? Mm-hmm. This is why you should care. Listen to them, talk to them, care. It's important. My one takeaway is I'm so grateful that the people that I talked to did care enough for me yeah. for, for them to allow to listen to me. Allow mm-hmm. them, allow me to listen. What? You get what I'm trying to I say. I get what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get it. So perfect. Um, so yeah, like I, one takeaway I would say is that you've, 
you've got to listen, you've got to um, talk to people and not just belittle them, right? Not yeah. just exercise your intelligence and realize it's easier to be a revolutionary behind the screen, but yeah. it's harder to actually act on something, right? Mm-hmm. And but it's not that hard. It's register, it's vote. You're making a difference. Unless you're you not could... 18. Well, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, okay, you're saying, yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. The best thing you can do to get engaged in the democratic process yeah. is, is to vote. That's right. It's oh, to vote. It's to vote. Exactly. Jasper's so we're going to go for a dinner Um, again. Getting you. started is hard. But once you start it... Oh, yeah, no. I'll tell you personally, getting started is hard. So you started easy. Just repeating what you said, but it's it is... No doubt. No doubt. Get started. I promise you. Well, we have been on our soapbox for a very, very <laughs> long time. <laughs> Some of the stuff was... Um, superfluous. Superfluous. Are you proud of us? Wait, no. Is it superfluous? Wait, how do you say it? Superfluous. No, it's superfluous. superfluous. Well, superfluous. It's superfluous. It's superfluous. You yeah, good. superfluous. Are you proud of saying that yeah, word? Yeah, I am. Well, superfluous. Good. Okay. I'm, well, I'm, proud of you too. I'm sorry if you guys heard the multiple thumps. Yeah. We're back in KD, so... The table is a little bit unstable. Try oh. to be minimalistic. You use a big word. Janky. Janky. Is that, is that my favorite word? Oh, I don't know. I feel like you say that enough. <laughs> enough for... All right. Because no one else says janky. So let's go back. Let's go to Grimaldi's, eat some pizza. No, we're not going to Grimaldi's. We're going to Mod Pizza. Yeah. Grimaldi's is going to be crowded. That's a good thing your mom said that before we got there. Shout out to Mama Potness. You are a lifesaver. Yes. Goodbye. Peace. Don't forget to vote.